0: If we haven't met, my name is Adam and I'm so glad you're here. I also want to greet those who are worshiping with us online or will experience this message uh, through our website or our podcast later this week. It really is uh, one of my favorite parts of life to be one of the pastors at our church. As we get started this morning, would you pray with me? God, we thank you for this appointment with you. As we worship you and read from your word, I ask that you would provide whatever it is we need to hear from you today. God, please encourage us and challenge us. We love you and we trust you. We ask all this in Jesus' name, amen. As a part of worship, we make space uh, to respond to the ways that God has uh, blessed us, to give a portion of those blessings back in God's hands to bless others. We've tried to make offering easy uh, at our church. And so you can go on our church website, carney.church. There's a button at the top right you can click on. It'll say give. Uh, we've also got some offering plates by either door. And so we've uh, tried to make that simple and would encourage you to do so um, as we uh, wrap up our series this morning called Be Rich. And that's, our, uh, that's been our topic the last three weeks. And, and so I'm excited about uh, what I have to share with you today. And if you'll stick with me, especially if you're new with us, I think you'll find out uh, what we're all about here at our church and how everybody gets to play a part in that. My wife and I have a long running joke, and you know I get permission for all this, so don't, don't, don't cringe for me. Uh, my family's from Northeast Missouri. I was born in Memphis, Missouri. Uh, my, my dad's family's all from Edina. So some of these kind of folksy sayings or these idioms, I just grew up hearing them. So I speak them fluently. My wife does not, she is idiom challenged. The other day, this is an actual quote. She said, I could give it or take it. I'm like, you mean take it or leave it? <laughs> or you know how like it's an uphill climb or like if something's really easy, like the rest of the semester's really easy, you might say, well, it's all downhill from here. Or you can say, man, the meeting really went downhill. She gets confused about the hills. Is it uphill or down, right? And so uh, we have a lot of fun with that. But we live in a, we live in a world... Uh, where idioms tell us uh, that our, our world is defined by scarcity. So help me out if you've uh, heard these before. Uh, don't count your blank before they hatch. Don't count your chickens. Last service, a bunch of people said, don't count your blessings before they hatch. I was like, no, no, it's, it's a, a chicken theme. So I'm, I'm trying to help you out. Uh, how about make hay while the sun's still? Very good. Or money doesn't grow on? Trees, that's right. We live in a world defined by scarcity. There's only so much time or money or energy to go around. That's definitely true in life. We know this. Our priorities shift over time as we have more or less margin to devote to things. Man, there was a time in the, in the early 2000s where I kept up with all the baseball standings and uh, was, was glued to uh, you know, the MLB playoffs. But man, now I'm pushing almost 40, like 162 games, ain't nobody got time for that. I don't even know how, you got to have ballys or something. I don't know what a ballys is. It's just hard to keep up with. And so uh, our priorities change over time because we only have so much margin. Even our energy is limited. We know many resources are limited time only. A lot of our uh, fuels that our cars or our houses run on, they're called fossil fuels, right? It's going to run out. We know this. There's only one thing that I've found that doesn't work like that. And that's love. Think about it. Your friends, your family, anybody important to you? Anybody ever sat down and made a love budget? Well, Aunt Susie, she went a little light on Christmas, so she's going to get knocked down a little bit in this year's budget. No, we don't do that. When Sarah and I first had our son Aaron, neither of us knew we had the capacity to love something so much. And then when we found out Betsy was on the way, I mean, we had a conversation, man, how's this going to work? How could we have that much more love to give until we did? Today, I want to explore the renewable resource of, of love. And what I hope we'll discover together as we study God's word is that God will supply what we need to show the world the love it needs. Psalm 145 describes the character of God. And a version of this scripture is, is found all throughout the first half of the Bible called the Old Testament. And it's in some iteration, but this is, this is a thread that runs all throughout the scriptures. When we read in Psalm 145, that the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. God is rich in love. That's why this series is called Be Rich. Two weeks ago, we attributed the gifts that we experience as from God who richly blesses us. Last week, Pastor Kire talked about the joy of sharing and that we are richly generous in response to God's love. God is infinite, God has no need and is not lacking in any way. And so God's love is not in short supply, but God is rich in love. We're so conditioned by our world of scarcity that this may strike us as strange. That there's this infinite resource we have access to. God's love is not like money. You can be lavish with it. You don't have to worry about making a bad investment when it comes to love. Because friends, you can't waste what you can't run out of. I don't know if you've ever thought of it that way or not. God is rich in love. And even more, God's very nature is love. 1 John chapter four tells us that God is love. And God is infinite. Therefore, love Is an unlimited resource. So, as the recipients of God's love, we serve a God who richly provides and is rich in love, and our charge is to show God's love as witnesses in the world. And as a church, we do this through ministry. So, God's love is an infinite resource. We show that love primarily through ministry. While God's love does not cost anything, ministry does take funding, and that's what we've laid out the last two weeks. Now, let me encourage you, if, especially if this is your first time here, it may seem like all churches talk about his money. We do a series like this about three weeks, about this time of year most years, and I think, again, if you'll stick with me by the end of it, you'll understand why this is so important and why I'm actually happy to talk about this stuff, but I promise if you come back, it's not dollars and cents all the time, but again, This will give you a real good picture of what our church is all about. Now, when it comes to being generous towards the ministries of our church, we can each locate ourselves somewhere on a spectrum. I try to talk about this with regularity, and I also want to recognize folks find themselves in different seasons in life, and I also understand that. What this concept is about is not guilt or obligation, but how you might consider what it would look like to take a step of faith and generosity along these five different levels of giving. Some of us are at the point where we give nothing to the local church. That's pretty self-explanatory. New folks, we wouldn't have a place to welcome you if everybody gave nothing. And so that's pretty, pretty obvious. Beyond that, other times we can give something. And I think this represents a big step of faith. We give something to the local church based on maybe what we have on us or maybe you hear about a special need. We've got lots of great opportunities in the lobby, especially as Christmas approaches And so going from nothing to something is a big step. And I also believe everybody is capable of giving something. And whatever that something is still represents a sacrifice because we know we have lots of options with what to do with our resources. Now beyond something, we can grow towards intentional giving. This is where our journey starts to pick up as we make a plan. And that plan is a percentage of our income that we give to the ministries of the church. This represents another step of sacrificial faith. Going from nothing to something is a big step, and going from something to having an intentional plan is another big step. Now, some people will ask, you know, well, is that a gross or a net percentage of your income? I don't get hung up on that. I get up on having a plan. This is what makes giving a spiritual practice. When it's planned and regular, and it's a discipline we have. It's something we do with intention. Now, uh, we make an increase in our percentage, uh, as, as we continue to grow in faith, and that leads us to the next level of giving, which is tithing. That's the biblical principle of giving 10% back to God. I believe the church has a unique mission, and so that's why the tithe goes explicitly to the church. And we're gonna talk about what our mission is today. And beyond that 10% mark of tithing is extravagant giving, where we continue to evaluate our resources as blessings from God and how we can uh, be generous at 11% and beyond. Now, notice the words at the bottom of these levels of giving. None of them say sacrificial, because beyond nothing, all of them are a sacrifice. Again, I want to recognize that we all have lots of options with what to do with our resources. I also try to be very plain and say, as your pastor, I understand this is an expectation that my family and I practice what I'm asking you to consider. And so you just need to know, and I do this every week, this isn't awkward for me to talk about, Our family makes a practice of giving 12% of our income back to the church because we believe in the mission here. And so I also get it's a little interesting to hear about this from someone who benefits from it, and I get that. But friends, every act of generosity, no matter how big or small, contributes to the multiplying our gifts to fuel the ministries of this church. I believe that God will supply what we need to show the world the love that it needs. And when we're generous, we choose to act this belief out in faith as well. And so today, it's a special Sunday because we're asking you to consider these commitment cards, wrong pocket, these commit. I don't know what's in that pocket actually. That's, oh, that's a wrapper from one of my kids, there it is. Here we go, that could have been weird. We're asking you to consider these commitment cards and what these represent is not just a tool to help the church plan for 2024, but they also represent a commitment that you make towards the spiritual discipline of being generous. And so I'm not asking anybody to go from nothing to extravagant overnight. I'm asking you to prayerfully consider how God has blessed you and how you might be a blessing to others. And so by the end of the service, we're gonna pray over these cards and invite folks to place them on the kneelers here as an act of worship. When you share your plan with the church, it helps our church plan and create environments where people can know God grow together, and go serve the world in Jesus' name. And since we serve a God who is rich in love, it's our desire as a church to demonstrate that love to the world. And so what I wanna spend a lot of time talking about is what that's looked like in 2023. We show God's love by valuing the things that God loves. We have three main values here at our church that drive everything we do. Biblical faith, real community, and selfless service. If we want to follow Jesus together as a community of unlikely friends, then our highest value is biblical faith. In the second half of the Bible, called the New Testament, in the Gospel of John, the author tells us why they wrote the book. And it could actually stand, in a way, for why the whole Bible was written. We read this in John 20. These are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. God's desire is is for people to know the Messiah, the Savior. That's what that word means. God's desire is that people would know God through God's Son, Jesus Christ, and have life in his name. So we place a high priority, a high value on biblical faith. That's what we want to offer people. We share God's rich love through our strategy of helping people know Christ and find life in his name. And so we demonstrate this high value of biblical faith primarily through worship on Sundays. In the month of August, we averaged 427 people in person in worship with another 88 devices online. Now, we don't stress out about whether there's two or three people, one, two or three or more that are present online. Another 88 devices online and then another 208 website downloads or views of worship or a podcast every week. On Sunday mornings this whole year, throughout 2023, we've served 180 different individual children. In, this, in the winter, we had 17 students attend Bible camp and receive a Bible in February. This year, we've celebrated four infant baptisms and five baptisms of people over the age of 13, from kids to adults. We grew a fourth service in August because we couldn't fit as many people trying to worship Jesus at one time on a Sunday morning. So we had to move the times and mess with y'all's schedule. Because our church is generous and values biblical faith, we can create environments to help people come to know Jesus. Now, I don't normally beg, but I'm going to need somebody to clap at some point throughout this thing. (laughs) These graphics took me way too long to make. I'm ashamed of showing them to Keith. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Another one of our values is real community. God's rich love isn't just an individual exercise. It's revealed and experienced in relationships. Romans 12, 15 tells us very simply but very profoundly to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. So we wanna create environments where people can celebrate the high parts of life and be supported when life hits the fan. Hebrews 10 tells us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. And so because we value real community, we wanna connect people in circles to grow together in faith, to rejoice, mourn, and encourage one another. In Impact Student Ministries, we've had 68 total kids participate. And on average, 15 of them go to a Bible study before school. Oh, I get here at 7.15 in the morning because I get paid. They're going to this before school just on their own. I think that's amazing. This fall, we're averaging 184 adults in groups every week. We have five different support groups, eight affinity groups, 11 study and community groups. In June, we had 130 kids for a week of vacation Bible school. We've had 31 people attend Tacos con Pastor. That's like our entryway into the church. And to be honest, I just wanted to put a taco on the screen, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> We've had 19 people make this their church home through membership with another four planned. That's 23 new members in year 2023. Because our church is generous and values real community, people can grow together in faith. God is rich in love. And that rich love was shown in Christ coming to us. Love became a person. And Jesus demonstrated that God's rich love looks like service when he said this, that he did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And later he told his disciples, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. All the things I mentioned above, worship, kids and student ministries, group life, none of that happens without people serving. We have over 170 people that serve every week in our ministries. This doesn't even count all the folks serving like out in the world. I don't even know how to tabulate that. Because we want to show God's rich love to the world, we view our building as an asset to the community. In 2023, our building has hosted over 1,152 meetings, which comes out to an average of 3.4 events every day. We're a voting precinct. We've held four blood drives. The Chamber of Commerce had a hiring fair right in this room. The Overtones Band practices here weekly. And the Boy Scouts and Cub House, Scub Scouts meet every week, as do Alcoholics Anonymous, every single week. This summer, we had a series of gospel concerts. You know how many people came to those? How about 1,174? Our church has welcomed both the Kearney Police Department and the Missouri Search and Rescue Group to do trainings here in our land. Our preschool welcomes 64 precious little ones every single week. Just last Sunday, we welcomed uh, the community to uh, our Fall into Fun Trunk or Treat event. Hard to count how many total people came. We know we served 300 hot dogs. Once again, I thought it would be hilarious to put a hot dog on the screen. You're seeing a thread here. And so in addition to the ministries at the church or in the church, we have countless others serving through outreach. We've harvested hundreds of pounds of fresh produce in our Garden of Eden for the the Carney food pantry. Folks have knit prayer shawls, taken to people in the hospital. We've hosted a picnic for young families in Turney through Baby Grace and we provide them with supplies and love all throughout the year to these young families that are at risk. We have people who teach finance classes and do projects every month for Hillcrest Hope. That's a transitional housing organization. There's so much stuff I could list I couldn't even fit it on here. We have people dedicated to providing rides to kids whose moms are incarcerated through a program called Patch. We provide staff meals for the teachers and staff and prize incentives for Whittier Elementary School. In Christmas, we're going to get every one of those kids a sweatshirt. It's like 600 Last weekend, we had folks build a bed for kids who don't have one in Clay County. And so, so far in 2023, in addition to all those things I listed off, over $18,000 has been distributed and will be to local missions by the end of 2023. This Christmas, the lobby is going to be full of opportunities to bless folks. Once again, more than I can list. We demonstrate God's love near and far. This summer, we had 22 students go to Arkansas for a week to help build weird, a wheelchair ramp. And when they got back, check that's not from Arkansas. That's from Clay County. Because when they got back, they were like, we're thirsty for more. And so they went and did some cleanup for a client through rebuilding Clay County here close to home. This Christmas, we'll give our entire Christmas Eve offering to Love Haiti. That's the ministry where we sponsor 45 students in Haiti. This is about half of them. Already in 2023, we have given over $30,000 to that effort. Friends, God's rich love is shown when children are welcomed, when the hungry are fed, when people are freed from addiction, and children in Haiti receive an education. And so many more things I don't even have time to name. This is why I don't mind getting up talking about this stuff. Because our church is generous and values selfless service, people are enabled to go serve the world. And that's really the whole point. I'm so proud to be a part of a church that prioritizes things that are important to God. Giving people biblical faith, helping people gather and experience real community, and helping impart an attitude of selfless service after the pattern of Jesus Christ. But the action isn't just in here at the church. The action is out there as we live as Jesus' disciples in the world. And so all of these things I rattle off are amazing to count and to tabulate. I probably had more fun writing this than I had in a long time, just getting all the stats from everybody. And that's what I would call the outcomes of our generosity. These are the things that happened. These, these, these are the, the, the things that we could count. But beyond that, we also want to count the difference being made through all these ministries. Not just how many people participated, but what changed in their hearts. That's a little harder to measure, isn't it? And so those are called outcomes. All the stuff I listed on the screen and will continue to do and love to do, those are outputs. We can count how many people were in worship, et cetera. But we also want to count outcomes. We want to measure the change being made in people's lives that God is making. So we want everyone in our church to take a survey that's gonna take less than five minutes and we're gonna ask you just some real basic questions to help measure how we're living this out in the world. And so I'd love for you to snap a picture of this QR code and take the survey sometime today. You're gonna be hearing about this for the next several weeks. This is gonna become part of a pattern of ours. And if you're 14 and been waiting to get out your phone, this is the time, man. Or if you're 34 and been waiting to get out your phone, all right, so would love for you to scan that QR code. You're gonna be hearing about this in the newsletter and in all sorts of places because we wanna help measure the difference being made. Friends, our world desperately needs to know our God's rich love, including when we leave on Sundays and go to work. I think the workplace is one of the biggest mission fields in America. According to Gallup's data, only 20% of employees like what they do every day. That means about 80% of people aren't big fans of what they're doing. 28% of employees report burnout. Six out of 10 employees are quiet quitting. That's defined as psychologically disengaging from work. They don't have a purpose for, from work. They don't know why they're doing it and they have no meaningful connections with people at their jobs. We need to help people know and use their God-given gifts every day I want to show you my good friend, Chuck. This is him and his wife, Jill. Chuck took one of our uh, group life sessions that was for leaders in business coming together to focus on being a servant leader at work. At the group, he brought up a team member he was having some difficulty with. And the group helped give him some ideas and some resources. And somebody told him about leadership love languages. And this is what Chuck said. I was able to look for ways to change the way I communicated with this person. And I've found that our working relationship has opened up to the point where we frequently collaborate together on ways to improve what we're doing. And then he said their families have even gotten together for dinner, which is rare because they're both located in the Kansas City area, as opposed to being scattered all across the country like most of their company. Conversations about serving other people in the pattern of Jesus have transformed Chuck's workplace. That is a picture of what it means to go serve the world. In that picture that uh, we highlighted earlier of the kids cleaning up the yard, one of the people in that picture was Jonathan Walker, as in Walker Tree Service, who used his gifts and his equipment to help do ministry. Using the gifts God has given you to serve, that is a high value of ours, so we can be serving at home, here at church, in your job, through our outreach programs, and beyond. Our world needs to experience God's rich love in community. This year, the Surgeon General released a report called, quote, Our Epidemic of Loneliness and Isolation. That was a fun read. I understand these graphs are a little, the text is a little small. Here's all you need to know. You can read this from the back row. That first one, top left, social isolation going up. Everything else going down. Engagement with friends and family. Social time with friends and family, companionship, all down. People are recording record levels of loneliness and isolation. And so when we have these affinity groups where we gather around a common interest, knitting crochet or choir or pickleball or Monday night football, we're not just knitting or singing or pickleballing. We ain't just watching football. We're providing vital connections to a family of faith. This is Jolie, one of our amazing students and Impact. This is what she said. Ever since starting Impact, my faith has been stronger than ever. The first time I came to FUMC, I knew I wanted to have a time outside of my morning church services to learn more about Christ. After looking over the church website, I found Impact. When I went for the first time, I felt so welcomed and so excited to be there. I've made so many friends and memories since joining, and I've also learned a lot about my faith. I've gone to Impact meetings almost weekly, weekly, I've been to breakfast Bible studies before school and this summer I even went on my first church camp away from home. Overall, I think Impact has been such an amazing experience and I can't wait to see what the future holds. Oh, and not too long after Jolie joined Impact, her whole family has found community and belonging at our church. That's the power of sharing God's rich love through growing together in faith. Two weeks ago, I talked about the demographics survey in our zip code, 646. 060. It's going to grow by 11% over the next five years, it's estimated. But folks are less likely in our zip code, are less likely to search out a faith community and more likely to be suspicious. I want to introduce you to Kent. This is him and his wife, Amy. Technically, he was baptized as a child, but his upbringing had very little faith influence beyond that decision his parents made. In the midst of a battle with cancer, Kent grew closer to God and was searching for a community where his faith could grow. And he found our church online and he began to experience some faith light bulbs going off. And so while his initial baptism, we believe, counted, we also helped Kent be immersed and we helped him remember his baptism. And he took those vows for himself earlier this year. That day, he brought a friend with him to help celebrate his baptism. That friend had been on a similar journey with Kent in terms of cancer. And because of Kent's encouragement, that friend's faith, including that day, was a spark for that friend's faith to be rekindled before that friend has lost his battle with cancer. Friends, that's the power of sharing God's rich love through helping people know Christ. So we've gone over the numbers, and these are just three of the stories of the difference that the ministries of this church make. When we choose to give, we are choosing to have faith that God will supply what we need to show the world the love that it needs. This series ain't about a guilt trip or an obligation. It's an invitation to take part in showing the world that we serve a God who is rich in love. I'm so proud to be a part of a church and I'm I'm excited for what 2024 Is going to bring. I'm proud to be a part of a church that values the things that God values. And so I'm inviting you to join me as we help people know Christ, grow together, and go serve the world in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Friends, as the band comes up and and gets ready to to sing our final song, um, I want to offer you an opportunity. These commitment cards are in the pews in front of you, in your chair backs. I haven't said pews in like 10 years. They're in your seats. Um, And I'd invite you as as we close on in worship to consider what that step of generosity would look like and as an act of worship to bring these up uh, to the kneelers here as we sing our final song. Let's pray over these. God, thank you so much uh, for the ways in which you've richly blessed us. God, we're asking you not just to bless what we're doing, but for us to do the things that you're blessing as we consider what a step of faith and generosity might look like, calm our fears, help us put away some cynicism and to take an honest look at how we might play a small part in your much larger plan. For your faithfulness, we give you thanks and we give you thanks for this special church which you continue to bless. It's in your son's name we pray, amen.